Rebellions are built on hope. Welcome to another episode of Radio Rebellion, a Star Wars podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Calderon, and thank you for being here again, our friend, our co-host for the day, Rachel. How are you doing, Rachel? Hi, I'm doing great. I'm glad yeah. to be back. Thank you for having me back. <laughs> yeah, it's always, I. It's every time you try to do a show, a podcast, YouTube, whatever, you're going to get all those topics we're going to be talk, talking about, because yeah, Star Wars, there's a lot of things to talk about, but at the same time, we don't want to repeat ourselves. And I liked some of the guests that I've had in the past, or basically all the guests I've had so far. Enjoy having them here, including you. So let's just bring out the same people that we already know, start building this Radio Rebellion community, I guess. And when I put it out there, hey, I'm going to be talking about some Star Wars music, some themes, you quickly. Oh, I love music. Let's do it. Uh, big, big fan of uh, music and especially Star Wars music. Although I've been a fan of John Williams music for a long time. Some of the first uh, movie soundtracks I bought were the Harry Potter movies. Yeah, so John Williams is one of those, one of those uh, great composers out there. When you start li- watching some movies that you watch as a kid, oh, I love that music. Let me see who did that thing. John Williams and John Williams keeps just popping up and popping up. Harry Potter, ET, Jurassic Park, some even, ah, it's Catch Me If You Can, I think. A lot of Steven Spielberg movies. The Olympics. Come on, it's... He did the theme for the Olympics. (laughs) But before we jump into that, and not only John Williams, we're going to be talking about some of the other composers who have done some great stuff with Star Wars music. It is September 11th, so we are always, of course, remembering 20 years of the events of 9-11. Even though this show here, we keep it live, we keep it fun. It's good sometimes to kind of mention what's going on in the real world. Big event for a lot of us. Most of us are grew up with this either as a young kid for 20 years or just starting college like I was. Um, so yeah, very sad 20 years, all that war going on and everything that came afterwards. Of course, all the heroes and one that helped. At the same time, a lot of bad came to it, Islamophobia and a lot of anger against Islam and Middle Eastern uh, people. And unfortunately, even though it brought us together, it also separated us. And we've seen that again now with COVID and people doing horrible acts against Chinese Americans or Asian Americans. And come on, we, we got to be together, right? It's Star Wars, message of hope. Let's bring that out there to the real world. All right. But before we start, any, any Star Wars things happen in your life this week or since we've seen you last? It's been about a month or so. Any Star Wars things you've been up to? I've just been, um, it's getting to be con season, so um, all of the rescheduled ones, so I've been working on some cosplay, <laughs> and uh, Followers of the Force podcast has got some uh, some cool new stuff coming out in the next uh, next couple months, so keep an eye out for that. Some of the stuff I, I got to do with them has been <laughs> fun, too. Yeah, we gotta, it's, I was thinking, it's funny, because I had Meg Dow last week from Followers of the Force, mm-hmm. we got you today from Followers of the Force, and Hannah was going to be here next week, unfortunately, yep. due to her work schedule, yeah. she just graduated as a firefighter, great, she, uh, she won't be able to be here for that, she'll be here for the trivia we're going to be doing in October, so I got like, almost everyone from Followers of the Force is just coming into Radio Rebellion, yeah. so they might be, I don't uh, know. When, when- when there's seven hosts, you can establish a lot of supremacy because there's a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, I get a whole list. Follow the force, follow the force. 
But for me, what I did this past week, I got finally my wall mount for my Count Dooku lightsaber. Nice. Finally was able to mount it. Uh, so it's great. Thanks to Jen Marie out there on Twitter. She posted something about her lightsabers. And then I just chatted with her a little bit and she showed me the ones that she uses for her Dooku lightsaber. So I was able to get those mounting it this morning. And also I'm gonna show this. I got this yesterday from my friend, Roberto Venegas was here a few months ago. And look at that. And I gotta get it's even better when it's like not digital, like the depth of it's, it. So I know it's not translating. I mean, translate a little bit, but looking at this live, because I was expecting, like you said, I seen it digital, looks awesome. Uh, it's digital. When this came and I opened it, I, it floored me. The everything, everything about it is just great. Um, so yeah, thanks again to Roberto and you guys go ahead and help him out go to his stores, imprint, everything that he does. A great Star Wars fan, Star Wars podcast fan, and a great artist for anything Star Wars. So go ahead and check him out. All right, so yeah, I think that's enough. Let's go ahead and before we talk some Star Wars, let's see who's in the chat. Let's say hi to a few people. Our friend, Tony, Mr. Rez, how you doing, Tony? Thanks for being here. My good friend, Salacious Rom with Bob Rom. Hello, Albert. Alberto, I have missed you. Don't worry. I know you're on the other, across the pond, like they say. I know it's late over there. He's got a great show that he does over there on Mondays. He has guests. He builds Legos. He has a bunch of stuff over there. And our friend is going to be here also in a few weeks, and he's going to be competing in the trivia against Hannah and some other people. It's our friend Oti from El Podcaster Star Wars. Thanks for being here. And he'll be here also in two weeks. It's going to be, I don't know what we're going to be talking about, but he'll be here. And of course, Mr. Rez, General Kenobi. And it's right, Roberto Rose. We all love him. He's got a new project that he mentioned when he was here. He's going to have a Kickstarter, I think, a short animated, an animated show that he's going to be working on with a few people. So when that comes out, let's make sure to support him. Yep. All right. So I think that's enough. So if you guys are ready, I know I'm ready. Let's talk some Star Wars. I'm going to start with Star Wars news. Star Wars news. First Star Wars news, which is something that I wasn't expecting. I know a lot of people have been clamoring for it, I guess, but it is. And give me one second. I know, Mr. Res, I love having you here, but let me get rid of your comment. You okay? All right, there we go. Uh, it's the remake of Knights of the. I even don't know what I'm talking about. Knights, Knights of, of the, the Old Republic. Republic. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know. Let's... So we got. Uh, a quick teaser trailer, I guess you could say, a few days ago, that this is coming out. I guess it's next year, and it's at launch. is a PlayStation 5 and PC exclusive. That means that it will be coming out for Xbox and I don't know, anything else. I stopped, unfortunately, playing video games when my second child was born because I don't have time. And now when I try to play, they just want to take their controller away. So we just play Wii. Which is what we do because it's for the whole family. So I can't get into this. I never got into Fallen Order. So unfortunately, I'm extremely behind. But KOTOR is something extremely, it's out there for everyone from the past, new people. Uh, when you heard this news, uh, Rachel, were you excited? And have you played the, the original game? I have not. Um, I've been told I, I can because it will still work on. I don't have a gaming PC, I just have my laptop. And. Um, so I, I've been told I should play the older one, but we will we will see if I decide to play the newer one. I don't even have a PS4 yet. Like I have Fallen Order, but can't even play it because um, <laughs> I broke up with my ex and moved out of his house and he was the one who owns the PS4, oh. so he kept it. 
So I, I have games and can't play them, but um, I, I'm I'm just excited to see everyone else being excited more yeah. than anything. So it's kind of nice Facebook. to see everybody have fun. Yeah, again, it's we always say even if something that comes up in Star Wars is not for you, there's something else coming. Mm -hmm. So if this isn't for you, extremely happy for everyone else that's gonna be playing this and everyone for the past two days, everything on Twitter, Star Wars Twitter has been co-tour. Um, I have an Xbox 360, so even if I wanted to play Fallen Order or this one, I can't. I gotta get a new next-gen console from which I heard they're impossible to get, even for a year. Uh, and again, I don't know. I'll, I'll see. I know my brother started texting me about it because he's, he's played the original. I haven't played the original one either, but same. I just keep hearing for years how great that is. Revan, oh, you gotta know who Revan is if you're a Star Wars fan, right? But... <laughs> Very excited for those people out there that will be able to play this finally. Um, so yeah, let me see. Oh, our friend Dale is here. How are you doing, Dale? Thanks for being here. I would say last week I had an issue with my microphone. Hopefully today is not a problem. I what I figured out what happened. Had some another um, webcam connected and that messed up the audio. But Dale did put something on the chat. I just didn't catch it in, in time, so I couldn't fix it. But Dale, thanks for being here. For no worries, let me know what's going on in the show. And Oti is saying that um, I'm actually blown away that this remake is happening. Years of rumors, but nothing concrete. Really excited, love both games, and recently replayed the first one. The story is really good. So that's what I've heard, that this story of Revan, I don't know if it was a Jedi before, it turned Sith, or the other way. I'm sorry if I'm spoiling anything for anyone out there. But supposedly this story is great. Um, who knows? Maybe there's cutscenes. I'll watch the cutscenes. I know what's happening. That's what I, I really need to go do with Fallen Order. All right. So anything else about Koto before we move on to our next story? Yeah. Again, it's video games. It's great. We don't get to call that here too much. But the second story that broke this week was Lego. Lego Star Wars is everywhere. We're waiting for that Lego Star Wars um, we had the, Chris, the was it Christmas special last year. Then Lego Star Wars, the complete saga is coming out. It keeps getting postponed. I'm so excited. I did not expect to be as enchanted by the Lego holiday special as I was. But it was the, it was literally just, it was adorable. It was happy and I had a great amount of fun with it. So I'm really excited for this. Yeah. So Terrifying Tales, we got a trailer. Let me show a real little clip here. We got a trailer earlier this week. Uh, this is coming out October 1st. For anyone that's a fan of Star Wars, Star Wars Lego, and just want to have a little fun, don't worry about canon stuff like we always do. But this is looks so great. Like you saw that we have Kylo Ren, Ben Solo, the Knights of Ren, uh, the original Ren, if you've read the Rise of Kylo Ren comic book, is going to be there. And uh, if you haven't, you really should. Those are fantastic comics. Yeah, just four issues. Charles Souls, as always, knocks it out of the park. I know some people didn't like it too much because I don't know, maybe they, I think they were expecting something else yeah. more of Ben Solo already as Kylo Ren, just knocking people down. But it gives you a little bit more of backstory of what really happened in the Jedi Temple. It's what people still get wrong. And people like you and me that have read the comics, like, no, he didn't kill the Yeah, old that's me fighting with people on Twitter. He didn't do it. Oh, he killed Grogu because Luke has Grogu. Grogu, no. Grogu was there and he didn't kill anyone. <laughs> read the comic. I don't want to read it. Then don't say anything. <laughs> Stop talking. If you read Kylo Ren's backstory, or keep his name out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 
me, me defending um, Kylo Ren in these, a lot of yeah. comment sections. <laughs> That's fine. We'll get every once in a while we get one of those comments. Not often, but whoever. Again, it's Star Wars. It's if you just want to watch the movies or TV show, that's fine. But if you want to get the backstory on everyone, there's all this ancillary material out there that I think sometimes it's getting to a point that there's so much that if you don't follow some of the books and some of the comics, maybe some of the video games, you're missing a lot of the story. That's what's really great about Followers of the Force is we kind of each have our own specific area that we're a huge fan of. So while we might read some of the same stuff together because we all read Rising Storm, and stuff like that but because uh we each have our own specific area that we're interested in we read that area and then we can figure it all out together yeah, yeah. i mean that's a great way uh, so yeah uh lego star wars storyfying tales come out disney plus december 1st and then the cold first i say december I just, I just want to okay the, the year's going fast enough don't make it <laughs> we just want september to be over give me december Book of Boba Fett is coming in December. I just want to get there. Uh, but yeah, Terrifying Tales, October 1st. Visions, Star Wars Vision comes out, I think, in two weeks. And then this KOTOR remake comes out, I believe, at some point next year. I know a lot of people were trying to figure out, is this now canon? Is this story canon? No, it's still kind of treated as legends. But it's there. You never know with, with Lucasfilm what they might pull. So. Very exciting stuff for Star Wars coming. Again, it's for all the mediums. We've got video games, we got video games, comics, Legos, um, Disney Plus TV shows, movies coming out in a few years with Rogue Squadron and the Attack of Atiri, plus all the TV shows. So there's a lot of Star Wars for everyone out there. All right, so that's it for the news. And we're here to talk Star Wars music. So let's do it. Let's do some Star Wars music themes. And yeah, let's do this. I love that theme so much. And we're going to obviously be talking about it first. I don't even know how to call it. I call it binary sunsets. I know some people call it Jedi, the Jedi theme or the Force theme, Luke Skywalker. I don't know. I just love it so much. But we talked a little bit before we started about John Williams and how he's just everywhere and made all this iconic music out there for all these movies that we love. But Star Wars is some, we've, I'm not the only one. Every, mostly everyone out there says how Star Wars wouldn't be the same if we didn't have that music theme. But why do you think, in general, everything that has to do with Star Wars music and we'll Star Wars John Williams affects us so much or is so important to the story of Star Wars? One of the things is because it can connect to our emotions because of the way you can tie like that theme together. Like, I don't think the moment at the end of Rise of Skywalker would have been as effective without the music that ties it back to every other time someone's looked at the sunset. And it, it's a really quick way to bring all of those feelings up together. And also just, um, I mean, if you would take the music out of a Star Wars movie, I mean, 
we know that we love these movies and there's a lot, but they're, they're cheesy soap operas in space. <laughs> I love them very yeah. much, but it's really, it brings the emotion and the depth to sometimes plots that are, I mean, far-fetched or silly. It's a bunch of wizards in space. <laughs> I love these wizards in space, but it's the same thing. It's bringing the emotional depth to a fantastical story. Yeah, the plots are mostly kind of weird. Like you said, wizards in space and laser swords and all this stuff. But as soon as you hear one or two notes and you tie what's happening in that scene, and like you said, Rise of Skywalker, and even before that, if you hear binary sunsets in Empire Strikes Back or in Return of the Jedi, as soon as you hear it, it clicks to the importance of that theme to that character, mostly Luke. And then we hear it in, in the prequel trilogy tied to Obi-Wan Kenobi and when it's played with Anakin Skywalker or any of the other Jedi, it has that emotion. And every time it's used in some other mediums, we kind of know and brings that emotion, like you said. And it's so great. So go ahead. The first thing you know when you're watching a Star Wars movie is the, the music that runs during the opening crawl. You can hear it. Like, it's, it's a cultural thing now that we know that music and that... Uh, the text going away from you is a Star Wars thing. And so people will parody it for other stuff, but that signifies when you're in the theater and it gets dark and it's silent for those two seconds. And you see a long time ago in a galaxy far away, and then the music kicks in and that's when your heart races and you know. Yeah. It's even when Disney bought Fox, people were compl not complaining, but kind of, are we still going to have that Fox fanfare at the beginning? Because that's part of Star Wars that tum -tum, trrr, tum -tum, before the crawl starts. But yeah, just it's everything about it. Um, but before we get a little bit more into specific into some of our favorite themes and the, the use, of, use of them in the movies, is there a specific theme or specific moment when you think about Star Wars and think about the music that comes to mind, one that just pops up as soon as you hear Star Wars or Star Wars music? It is for me, it's always that force theme, just that feeling. Um, I don't even so much connect it to a character because it's used for so many characters. <laughs> Sorry, I'm like, my headphones are buzzing in my ear, so I don't know if I'm buzzing to you or not. <laughs> no, it's a little low, but it's not buzzing. Okay, I'll try and talk, talk louder. But no, um, like that force theme to me is that idea of that power, that force that connects all of Star Wars and all of the characters in it. So that's the music to me that um, as I was going through, it kept coming up when I'm like, okay, what's my favorite music moments at the time when that force theme kicks in? Yeah. I'll, I'm going to talk about the force theme later because this is it's my favorite, almost my favorite anything in Star Wars is the force theme I want it represents because it represents hope, right? At least for me. That yeah. time, the first time that we hear it with Luke Skywalker, arguing with his uncle, oh, I want to get out of here. I just want more harvest. I have enough workers so you can go out and go to the academy. Oh, you said the same thing last year. Last year. Then Baru tries to, oh, just stay just one more season or something. And he's like, uh, whatever. I heard this before. He walks out. He's down, down, down on his luck. He's never going to leave. And he's just looking at the twin sunsets of Tatooine, trying to, I need, my life has to be something more than this. I'm here for greater things. And then that music swells up and gives you that spirit of hope that looks wants to do something else with his life. He's destined for greater things. Same thing with Anakin Skywalker as a, as a slave. He would say that he's a, I'm a person, but we're saying that he's a slave right now. 
But again, he's hoping for something better for himself and his mom. And of course, for Ray Skywalker at the end, it's he's always she's been searching for a family, and by the end, she finds this family with the Skywalkers and the Resistance. So it kind of ties all that hope message together. And in a few minutes, we'll talk about my favorite user that. But yes, for me, every, if I think Star Wars music, I'm gonna think about either the Force theme or the Imperial March, right? Because that was that's the a- other one that came up a lot. Um, I asked my friends on my Facebook about it, and I think it might be the generation that the people I was talking to are in. But the Imperial March came up a lot, but so did Duel of the Fates. Ooh, nice. Which might just be people in my age group. I'm I'm 29, so it's the people who grew up with the prequels being mm-hmm. the movies that were being released. So I think that made an impression too. Yeah, because I think Imperial March is the most popular Star Wars theme out there. That yeah. even people that don't know Star Wars or don't watch Star Wars, they hear that. Oh, that's Darth Vader. That's Star Wars. So Imperial March, I'll, I'll give it to them. I'll give it to the bad guys. That's the most popular out there. And the funny thing for the Imperial March is we don't hear it till Empire Strikes Back. It doesn't play in A New Hope, which is kind of weird that this kind of cultural phenomenon, this music doesn't play in the first movie. And I know people kind of attribute it to Darth Vader, which is the Empire's theme songs. And then it's it's great to hear that some of your contemporary kind of go with Duel of the Fates, which I get it. For From 99 to here, Duel of the Fates, it's, yeah. the, it's, the, it's the bomb. I try not to curse here too much, but yeah, do a lot of phrase. Do you have a, a favorite movie score, I guess? If you, which movie has your favorite score in general? Okay, for a John Williams score, honestly, it's probably Last Jedi or Attack of the Clones. Um, mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones went way harder than it needed to when that electric guitar kicks in on the chase scene through Coruscant. <sighs> yes. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Um, also, Last Jedi, I just, I love all the music from that movie. Yeah, so I watched Last Jedi this morning. I wake up early. I couldn't sleep anyways. But yeah, you mentioned yesterday that you were going to be talking about Last Jedi because that the score in the, in the movie is great and it's i told you it's not my favorite of the sequel trilogy but it probably has the best core of all three of them and especially the last kind of quarter of the movie when they're in crate on crate the trailer music was awesome because it gives you that don't don't then don't then don't when luke skywalker is walking out to do what he told ray he wasn't going to do and that swells up and kylo ren is going nuts kill that guy all the all guns on that person down there and that score is just phenomenal and i was gonna wait till later when we talked about at least race i mean leia's theme even the i'll get to it when we get to it. i don't want to jump a little bit um so for me i think the prequel trilogy in general has the best musical they, score they do have really good music yes so if, I think that prequel, even though it's not my favorite trilogy, the original trilogy will still be my favorite. The prequel trilogy for myself has the best score and the best story. It tells the best story. But the score in the prequels from Phantom Man has, like every movie has a at least one one score, one theme that just blows out. So we have Duel of the Fates in Phantom Manas, um, Across the Stars, I guess, in, oh, Stars, in Attack of the Clones, Tears. And then Revenge of the Sith, uh, Battle of the Heroes at the end, plus um, 
we say partners ruminations and demolition thing. There's so much in residential disease. So I think that prequel trilogy has the best score in general. All right, John Williams. We'll keep talking about him. Let's go to some of the others. We have Solo, we have Rogue One, we have our kind of brothers doing clones, Clone Wars, Rebels, Bad Batch, and of course, Ludwig doing Mandalorian. Of all those others, apart from John Williams, who, what other theme or general movie or TV show kind of gets you in that Star Wars spirit just hearing the music? I think um, for me, it would be Rogue One, which for me is it obviously is the first film that was not scored by John Williams. Um, as for those mm -hmm. of you who are listening on a podcast and can't see me, I have a, a picture of Jin and Cassian behind my couch that I'm sitting on right now. Um, just the fact that it was all of these really familiar themes being used in a different way. Um, and all, but it was still a very new feel, which um, I actually realized before uh, Michael Cicchino, who did Rogue One, has done other John Williams themes and properties before. Um, he took over and did the score for Jurassic World. Oh, well, oh, that's right. Uh, so he took the John Williams themes of Jurassic Park and made them into Jurassic World as he took the John Williams themes and turned them into his own score for Rogue One. Also, he liked my tweet once and it was like the best day of my life. It was great. Oh, no. Oh, I, I get it. I was so when Roberto was here, we were talking about because he got a, a direct message, an email from someone that works at Lucasfilm, kind of telling him that Kathleen Kennedy had seen one of his one of his arts and one in a print of it. And we're talking about just like someone that's involved in Star Wars likes or comments on one of our tweets. We just go nuts. We're part of Star Wars. We're Lucasfilm. We, we made it. I got the shirt. So yeah, like the, uh, the High Republic guys, those authors are very active on Twitter. They'll like, they'll retweet someone. So I'm like, yes, Charles Souls retweeted or Kevin Scott retweeted. So I can't imagine Michael Giacchino liking one of your tweets, knowing how much a fan you are of Rogue One. So that's going to be. It was, it was, it was great. <laughs> but yeah, just that score. Um, I can be doing something completely on my own, just has have a, like a Star Wars playlist out of the background. And I, I'm like tearing up and I'm like, why am I crying? I'm cleaning my kitchen. I mean, I should be crying <laughs> because I'm cleaning my kitchen and it's a mess. But then I check and it's playing Your Father Would Be Proud of You, which is that final Jin and Cassian on the beach thing. And I'm like, that is why I'm crying. <laughs> because Michael Giacchino knows how to push all my buttons. Also, because he also did the music for Up, like that sequence <sighs> at the beginning where everybody cries their eyes out during Up. He did the music for that. So I'm like, he just knows how to play with your emotions with music. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't watched up in years. It's probably because of the first 10 minutes. Maybe call me in in minute 20. But I don't know if we talked about it when you were here last, because we talked about Rogue One, Rebel Rising, and everything Gene Urso about Michael Giacchino's score. And like he only had about four or five weeks to complete this score because he took over uh, the splat, I think, was going to be doing the score with. But I guess with some of the reissues or whatever happened behind the scenes, he couldn't do it. Michael Giacchino came in and knocked it out of the park in five weeks or four weeks. And I know, talking about underrated scores, a lot of people focus on the solo, it's our story score, which I love. I really love that score and it's great and we can talk about it in a few. But a lot of people don't talk as much about the Rogue One being an underrated score. And I think it's the most underrated score about everything Star Wars because it was, like you said, that first one that wasn't John Williams. So it's difficult at, mentally to get into it at the beginning. But like you said, I hear it now just in past. I have a Spotify playlist or something. I, 
a song comes comes on. Oh man, I love that song. That's probably from the prequels. And I click on it. No, it's Rogue One, uh, either that one or uh, the Hope Suite. It's it's yeah. that Rogue One score. It's bar none. It's Star Wars. I know some people don't like the Krennic one because it's kind of loud at the beginning. But to me, that's full on Star Wars right now. And I put it yeah. up there with everything that John William has done. That's some of my favorite, in general, Star Wars scores that Rogue One. I um, I think for the year of 2020, you could tell what I was thinking of trying to get Keep Hope Alive because like my two top songs of 2020 were um, Someday from The Hunchback of Notre Dame, which is about looking to the future, and then the Jin Erso and Hope Suite. Yeah. which I think that's one of my favorite character themes. And I love that they intertwine the, the, the theme for Jin is so intertwined with the theme of hope. Yeah. Even like they use them as the same way. Yeah. And I, I, for a while, my phone rang Jin or so's theme. So you'd just randomly hear, I think the track was confrontation on Edu. So you'd be mm. like doing something and my phone starts ringing. Jin um, <laughs> or so's theme. Yeah. I uh, know. So yeah, so if you guys out there in the chat, first off, thanks for being here. I appreciate you guys being here. If you're watching this live, like the video, we always love, love that. Let us know in the chat some of your favorite musical scores, your favorite theme, your favorite score in general, whatever uh, mu movie or trilogy, just let us know. We'll discuss it. Um, subscribe to the channel. We always love that. So thanks for being here. And if you're watching this later on the replay, just leave us a comment and let us know what if you're excited for KOTOR, terrifying tales, favorite music themes, and for you guys listening later on the audio podcast, thank you. And it was a great time review. We love seeing those. So before we move a little bit from Rogue One in general, I know when it came out, a lot of people wanted that final, when Vader comes out in that hallway scene, a lot of people, oh, why didn't they use the Imperial March? It was a perfect setup for the Imperial March. Do you think that's, Accurate. Well, you have it a little bit. It's yeah. woven into it, but it's not fully. But honestly, I think that it's better the way it is, um, because it's the the choir, which is one of the things I like about the prequel trilogy is the use of choir. And we could talk solo with some of the uses of choir and solo, but like that horror is going on. It's not the Empire coming in. It it, it is the Empire coming in, yeah. but it's not. That's not what they're scared of right then. It is that one terrifying otherworldly figure. And the chorus, the chorus in there is making it otherworldly. Yeah. Just like this scream of terror. 100% agree. When this movie came out, I was in the camp that said, oh, man, Imperial March just ties everything together. But thinking about it later, recently, I'll say, it doesn't doesn't match. It doesn't match the tone of the scene because Imperial March is not a terrifying theme, like you said. It's not an action-packed theme. It's something. It's this massive empire is coming to destroy you. So, like you said, being more kind of terrifying. The chants I have it here. I mean, you might set choirs. I have chants. Anything that has chants or choirs in Star Wars is top tier. This one, Duel of the Fates. Um, another one that I think is extremely underrated is the Emphis Nest theme from that Solo. The what the choir in Solo that I love is the Emphis Nest theme. Yeah, so it's again, it's one of those things. As soon as you hear it, then da da then 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 that, and then the choir comes in. That's again, it's Star Wars. It's not John it's Williams. Such a different style of music than you normally mm -hmm. hear in Star Wars. That's um uh, some kind of Hungarian women's choir. I I heard somewhere that that's what yeah. it was, but it's. 
a very unique style of singing and it was really cool to have it in star wars yeah and that's one of my most underrated so apart from so i'm just gonna go real quick to some of my underrated themes I and mean, if you have some we'll keep talking about it so the emphasis nest is one of my favorites um the trade federation theme that we hear mostly in the in phantom menace every time the droid federation comes in going to naboo and they just all the droids are coming out and then it keeps keeps being used in throughout the prequels when kenobi goes to camino and sees the clone army for the first time it's that same theme and i think it's completely underrated it's kind of the imperial march of the prequels and i love that theme very much and then general grievous also we don't get to hear it a lot but has some of those chants when, he, when he's not coughing we hear some <laughs> of those <laughs> general grievous it. needs to wear a mask he has covid <laughs> <laughs> yeah i remember when i don't know when i was thinking about doing the story in a a podcast or right before I start when I started I talked to my neighbor who's a Star Wars fan and we're trying to figure something out to get him here which I still haven't done but because it was when COVID kind of started and that was that joke about oh we're doing a Star Wars podcast COVID everyone's coughing grievous uh, of course but so those are my kind of underrated themes the Trade Federation one General Grievous and the Enfys Nest do you have apart from the Rogue One score in general one one a couple of themes that you think deserve a little bit more love out there um i would say um i've heard people say it a couple of times but uh han solo and the princess uh han and leia's love theme yeah. it's not as big as across the stars because they're not the greek tragedy on the epic scale yeah. that um anakin and padme are but it's just this really beautiful little love theme and when they bring it back in force awakens when they're together again it's a lot um and actually if you listen really closely when um ray comes back from star killer base after han solo has died and she hugs leia it's playing yeah. in the background as han solo and the princess and yes i actually did cry when i figured that one out um I'm trying to think of the other ones i would say are underrated probably most of the um again most of rogue one and Jin and the hope suite but also, um, I see a lot of love for music of the Mandalorian, but I don't know if I could name the themes from it, yeah. but just that Mando theme that like every time it kicks in when you're watching an episode, you're they're like, do you want to skip intro? I'm like, no, it's my jam. So the Ma Mando theme, it was kind of the reverse Rogue One for me. It didn't feel like Star Wars when it, the first few episodes. I'm like, ah, I like it, but I know it's Western. It does have the Star Wars feel four episodes in that intro comes out yeah mando's here don't touch it i love that that little recorder and the flute everything about it and again and if, it's, if you watch the um sorry the behind the scenes of yeah. that thing it's really cool to see i love when they bring i love world music um big nerd sorry musical <laughs> theater world music nerd so i love when they bring those sounds to star wars the choirs and solo mm -hmm. the different instruments and mando just all of that is just really cool to me. And so um, Lucasfilm, if you're listening, first of all, I'm sorry for anything I've just said. Second <laughs> of all, um, I want more behind the scenes of Star Wars music because yeah. I want to know everything. So a few I want days to know ago, where you found these instruments. Yeah, I, mean, I used to play trombone in high school. I was in my high school band. So when I see that, I'm like, oh man, 
maybe maybe I can still pull out a little trombone and play a little a few notes. Probably not. That was that wasn't the the best one out there. But I'm trying to learn guitar, so I, I feel yeah. I played the flute. I wasn't big enough to hold a trombone. <laughs> it was one of those things. Just pick an instrument. I like. I didn't want a clarinet. I didn't know how to play guitar at that point. I got a guitar. I, I know a few things, but not enough. So I'm like, give me a trombone. That's big. It makes noise. I can. I can play it. Uh, but yeah, watching that behind the scenes, I think there's a whole episode just about music. Yeah. And a few days ago, just trying to figure out different themes, I ran into on YouTube. Uh, behind the scenes of Rise of Skywalker, talking about that John Williams coming to score his final Star Wars music. It's like a 12-minute video. I teared up like four times. because um, I saw that today, and I watched it because I went, I don't want to cry at work today. There you go. Yeah, I I've feel been, you. I've, I've been doing research on a show about 9-11, so mm -hmm. I've cried at work like four times yeah. this week doing research. So. <laughs> yes, I had to. I had, yeah, I had it low because I started tearing up. My office is across someone else. I can't see me. I don't want to explain that I'm watching Star Wars music at work. I don't think they watch this 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 TV this YouTube show. Who knows? Maybe. Um, but it's great just seeing how they come up with it. Seeing John Williams excited for it. Mark Hamill was there. Daisy Ridley there because he loves that race theme so much. And it John just Williams. Get... Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, they said one of the reasons he kept coming back for the sequels is because J.J. Um, Abrams introduced him to Daisy Ridley and John Williams was like, yeah, nobody else is writing her theme for her. I'm going to yeah. keep writing for her because he, he had just adored Daisy Ridley. And I mean, every time I see her in an interview, she's charming. So same. Yeah. But mm -hmm. no, yeah. I get it. It's yeah. I remember when he said that I, he didn't want any. It's like they feel only with Ahsoka. Don't touch her. It's John Williams with with the race theme. So I get that theme is so it's powerful in Star Wars. But all right, so before we keep going, and another underrated one, and every time I talk about Rebels, I mention it, is when Seb is going to Lira San or the new Lira San, going through that thunderstorm or whatever it was, the music theme in there is my favorite in all of Rebels, and it doesn't get talked too much. All right, so let's see you guys out there on the on the chat. You mentioned some of your favorite. Our friend Garrick, he said that he loves Jedi Step from The Force Awakens. Again, Jedi Step takes some notes from that Ray theme. We see a lot at the end of Force Awakens. We see that a lot also in Last Jedi. It's another great theme. Our friend Oti writes, Ray theme has honestly turned into one of my favorites. I never understood the hype around it, although it knew it was great, but it wasn't until Tross. The Rise of Skywalker on Essegol that it hooked me. And he's also talking about Kylo's theme. He's also an outstanding one. That's a famous, a favorite of mine as well. Yeah. Kylo's is one of those that kind of started very Darth Vader, very Imperial Marshal at the beginning. I kind of took over also when the first show that came, it kind of became that new Imperial theme, Imperial March theme out there. Uh, what else? And the treasure of Ben Solo through the use of minor scales. Oh yeah, and then he used that one to create the Ben Solo one, which in that YouTube video that I saw, he cannot, yes. One of those things that the first time I watched the movie, I didn't catch it, but as more as you watch it. I was too busy processing my trauma at that point. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know this, that movie and that ending is, is traumatic for a lot of people, but using that Kylo Ren villain theme and turn it up in his head to make a hero theme from Ben Solo again. Only the greats know how to do that. And that's why John Williams does it. And then our friend Roberto Venegas is here saying hi to Alberto and Rachel. Talk about your, your great 
print. I'm not gonna take it out again, but I have it here for the throne tank again. We were talking about how awesome it is in person. Watching it on a digital format, it looks great, but seeing that quality in person is just knocked it over the park, Roberto. Again, great fan of the show. We're a great fan of you, and we're gonna keep supporting you out there. So thank you as always. And Amy Guerra is adding, I have a hard time picking a favorite theme, but my favorite score is definitely your father will be proud in Rogue One. Goosebumps every time. Is <laughs> that's literally the picture over yeah. my head. Yeah. We got a lot of Rogue One love today here, which I love to see. Rogue One, my wife is a Star Wars fan, but not. Ah, she won't go to the movie theaters to watch them when they come out. But all the new ones that have come out, Rogue One is her favorite. So it catches everyone, even if they're just a, a regular Star Wars fan, just Rogue One, there's something about that movie. It's, it's a great movie. Um, I'm always, uh, I was watching uh, Pink Milk's stream last night. They were talking about Rogue One and I'm like, I have been summoned. <laughs> you said Rogue One and I pop up. It's, cool. it's like same Beatles just three times. You just show up. Yeah. I can just uh, come into conversations. <laughs> it's great fun. Yeah. All right, so some of my, our favorite news of these things, because like we say, Imperial March, let's, I'll start with that one. We hear it throughout the, the whole saga. We hear it in the original trilogy, obviously, and then in a few times in prequel, and uh, when Darth Vader is mentioned, we'll hear it again in the sequel trilogy. But some of my favorite use of the Imperial March are at the end of Return of the Jedi, when Luke is trying to save Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker at this point, and Vader's like, I can't just take my my helmet off. I want to look at you with my own eyes. And the, the Imperial theme is playing, but again, very similar to the Ben Solo. It's in a very lower key, very submissive, kind of the end of Darth Vader. I just love how, again, it just turns it up in its head. I just listen, hear it in another vein when Darth Vader is kind of gone. What's a great use for me. And also on the other end is when the Emperor shows up for the first time in Return of the Jedi, all the empires there, the loading dock, no, whatever you want to call it, all the ships are, all the empires there, all the officers, the stormtroopers, everyone's waiting for the shuttle. And then it's just the complete office, just full blast orchestra because the Emperor, this big bad is finally here. And then just to tap it all off, it's at the end of Attack of the Clones. That's one of my favorites is uh, when you realize that it's playing over the clone troopers and you realize that they've just sealed their fate, the yeah. empire will rise from the decision that was just made. Yeah, and it's great for people that have, because I know a lot of people got into Star Wars through the prequels and they might have not seen the original. But for us, that we, at least myself, that grew up with the original trilogy, we know what that theme kind of means. So seeing it, oh, the saviors, the clones are here to help the Republic. No. Like you said, you just sealed your fate, like Yoda and Mace Windu tell Kenobi, this wasn't a victory. We're screwed. We're now getting into a war. I mean, Bell Organa is putting his fist down when the clones are getting to quote unquote star destroyers for the first time. And then we hear that Imperial March thing is like, oh crap, what have we done? Yeah. And that's, those are my favorite use of the Imperial March. Um, if you have one for Imperial March also, apart from that one, or any other thing that you want to start talking about some of your favorite uses. Uh, we, we, we talked about the Attack of the Clones. Um, actually, the Imperial March came up. I was asking my sister about her thoughts on Star Wars themes earlier, and she said, because it's such a good thing to show someone how a theme is used, Yeah, is to talk about. 
um, how it's, I like how it's woven into that Vader scene in Rogue One underneath the music, but yeah. um, I kind of like it. Um, it's being used as the Empire's theme song in Rebels for Empire Day. Yeah. But it's and then in Solo. Used, yeah, and then Solo, where it's being used as like a recruitment, like an yeah. army theme song, and it's played in a different key, and it's like a military march, and it's mm -hmm. like, huh, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. it, it, it says some stuff about patriotism that I'm not sure people were always ready to hear, but it's a very interesting use of it. And I really like it because mm -hmm. it, it makes you think because you you know what that theme means. And then you're like, oh, you know. Yeah, it's and again, bringing it to real world, let's say the Punisher symbol, which Punisher means one thing and people on the other spectrum take it to mean all oh, this authoritarianism or whatever. And we no, you don't know what you're talking about. So the Imperial March is kind of those, oh yeah, it's uplifting, it's so fun. Come, join the Empire, you love this music. Oh yeah, let's do it. Eh, actually, you don't know what you're doing. Uh, it's like uh, I once saw a version of the Confederate flag that had the Star Wars Rebellion symbol in the middle and I'm like, Leia would be pissed off. <laughs> We're just like, eh, no, that's enough yeah. internet for today. <laughs> we don't gatekeep, but we're, we're kicking you out. Yeah, no, you, you, you can go. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, what? Which other from on your end? From your, I'm sure, long list. What's one of your other themes that you like out there? Um, we talked a little bit about them, but Kylo Ren and Rey's theme as the two kind of big new themes of the sequel trilogy. Um, like um, Amy, I think Amy. No, somebody else. Sorry, oh, I lost track of who we're talking to about. Us uh, said um, the theme of um, Rey's theme on Exegol when she's facing the Emperor. Oh, oh, and oh. Oh, so, there we go. Sorry. Uh, I'm losing track of who's in the comments. Um, when she confronts Palpatine and during the scene, the force is with you, where it's woven in with the force theme as um, the Jedi are talking to her. It's yeah. really fantastic. Also, um, in Jedi Steps and the abduction track from um, yeah. Force Awakens, yeah. where it's her and Kylo's themes playing opposite each other. And again, um, every time Kylo Ren's theme comes up, um, I love Kylo Ren. I will be the first <laughs> to say that. Um, every time he just arrives somewhere and it just blares, I'm like, yep, mm -hmm, he's here. He's here. It's great. That's a ringtone for one of my best friends on my phone is <laughs> Kylo Ren's theme. And is, again, that oh, is that good? Uh, yeah, she, she loves Ben Solo. So that's okay. why it's her, her text tone is his lightsaber igniting. Oh. So I always know it's her. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, all those, I'm, I have a hard time picking a favorite one, like let's say for Ray or, or Kylo Ren. The Ray one, apart from the first time that we hear it, which I think is my favorite, it's hard to kind of pick it out, a specific one, because it mixes with Jedi, Jedi steps a lot, very similar to Leia and Han Solo, like you mentioned before. And Kylo Ren, again, he's there every time that he shows up, dan, dan, da, dan, dan, which again, the first time is kind of, oh, wait, what's this? But now it's, oh crap, Kylo Ren is here, you gotta look out. I would like that to play every time I walk into a room, just for <laughs> emphasis. Yeah, that will be a good one. The with your phone in the back. Oh, she's here. But let's talk about Leia's theme for a minute. And before, so you mentioned Leia and Hans, or Han and the uh, princess, because I didn't know they were different. But when I was researching, if you want to call it that for this, I remember, okay, I remember Empire Strikes Back when they're in the Falcon and they are going to kiss for the first time. It's playing there, and I love that it uses it. Leia's theme. And when I went back, I'm like, wait, this is a little bit different. Then I found out, no, no, this is a separate theme. So when it's played there, 
because finally they get to share that moment before C-3PO does what C-3PO does and messes it up. <laughs> and then, of course, at the end, when I love you, I know it also plays there. And those are some great moments. And then again, in The Force Awakens. But Leia's theme, because Leia's theme is one that's also very popular out there. And I'll be honest and I'll say it was one that I it never caught my eye or my attention, unfortunately, until Carrie Fisher passed. When she passed, uh, every time the first note came in, it just clicked and I became extremely emotional. So especially watching The Last Jedi, because when The Last Jedi came out, it's right when she passed. And that's when it clicked for me, especially when she's out in space, because you don't know, okay, they just killed her in the movie. Unfortunately, this is how it's gonna go. And now she uses the force and it goes from the force theme to Leia's theme. And that broke me. And from that moment on, every time I hear it, unfortunately it's because of Carrie's passing, it takes another meaning and very, I can't pick like one favorite moment. It's just, unfortunately now I hear it more and relate to it more. There's one tiny moment of Leia's theme that's, I think, my favorite, and it's not even specifically in the movie. Mm -hmm. If you watch through the credits of Last Jedi, there's a moment where they bring up in memory mm -hmm. of our princess, Carrie Fisher. There's just a piano playing the basics of Leia's theme over it before it goes back into the credits. And um, it's just, it's this gorgeous, very soft tribute to Carrie, and it breaks me every time. I'll be honest, I've never watched it. I've heard about it, because as soon as the movie ended up, people talked about that tribute for her. I didn't watch it, I don't know. I think I, I'm not strong enough, even. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it eventually, but it's one of those things that just take a different meaning, unfortunately, with real life consequences. Yeah. Um, I so didn't realize at first when it came out that uh, I just, I never really thought about the music until I realized that it was playing just that very pared down version of Leia's theme over it. And it's just, it's beautiful. <laughs> All right. So let's jump now to my favorite, like I mentioned, Binary Sunsets, Force theme, Jedi theme, whatever we want to call it out there. We know what we're talking about. That's my favorite piece of Star Wars music. And I think probably mine too. There might not be anything that takes over because it makes it so well for me what Star Wars means to, to me, which is that it's hope. And that theme just brings it. And that's one that doesn't matter where it's playing, I will always get emotional. But my favorite ones, of course, is the first time that we see it with Luke Skywalker, look at the binary sunsets, but also it's the medal ceremony at the end of A New Hope, which people kind of don't think it's there, it plays and it's completely different. It's very celebratory, of course, but it plays there very, a very happy tone. And I just love how- It's very triumphant. Yeah, because when we hear at the beginning, it's mostly just string instruments. Here is a whole orchestra, so it has a different feel. And then when it really hit me was in The Force Awakens, when it the saber flies to race car to Ray. She's holding it, she's scared, she doesn't know what to do, but then it starts and she turns on the lightsaber. That was one of my favorite moments, and that's my favorite moment in that movie. And a lot of it has to do with uh, with, uh, with that theme playing. So those three are my favorite for the first theme. That was on my list. Um, 
I have, um, there's a tiny little moment. I'm, I'm going with a lot of tiny moments, sorry. But um, these are things I've noticed watching these movies too many times. We can just talk about, do not the fates and this whole battle. Yeah. What is the tiny moments that make those moments special? There's, um, when Han Solo says it's true, the Force, the Jedi, it's all true. The Force theme's really quiet in the background, and it just it's this moment where he just looks right at and he's it's all true and you hear that music kick in as Ray and Finn realize what's possible now. Mm -hmm. um, I love the use of the force theme in rise of Skywalker and on star killer. That's one of my favorite things, but probably my favorite use of the force theme is in Luke Skywalker's death okay. when it's yeah. beautiful and it's a death scene, but it's this beautiful triumphant use of the force and the idea of peace and purpose beautiful just the sunsets i rewatched that again today my co-workers who was <laughs> sitting with me while i was giving her my thoughts on star wars music and playing clips for her she's like okay we just watched like four death scenes thank you rachel i'm like no this is the point the point i'm making <laughs> yeah it's and that's i watched it like i said this morning it does it gives a different meaning to luke skywalker again it, it ends like it started right for his journey Looking at the twin sons of Acto at this point, where has that that same theme there? Peace and purpose is finally kind of can let go after returning to to the force. All right, so as we start wrapping this up, and we have one fan, not question, but fan thought out there for one of the themes. Like you mentioned, it's a tiny moment, but it's very important. We'll get to it in a second. Um, I'm gonna mention one last one. I had like two or three more, but one last one is. Another character, we can call the Millennium Falcon a character in Star Wars. He has his own theme. And there's two, two, two times that this theme really gets to me, my favorites. First is in The Force Awakens, when, oh, the, that's, that one's garbage. And then the quad jumper blows out. Garbage will do. Garbage will do. And it turns. That's when I went, okay, we're in Star Wars. It's all good. But it took me a little bit. To get into is this just a sci-fi fantasy movie or is it star wars these are characters that we don't know oh there's the falcon there's the music and then the great chasing out of jakku that's one of my favorites and then i gotta go back to solo when han finally jumps in the seat of the millennium falcon and he plays very a few notes and he's smiling he grabs the control joke yoke he smiles and we get a few notes of that theme those are my favorite one for the falcon um any final one that you want to talk to as we kind of say goodbye? Um, I was going to talk about using uh, Duel of the Fates as a theme and yeah. how well I think that worked in some of, well, now I just dropped all my notes, <laughs> in the prequels. Um, because uh, obviously it's the big theme in uh, the end of Phantom Menace, but um, Anakin's speeder ride in Attack of the Clones when it's playing underneath that. Sorry, I want to show here my notes. Where is it? Uh, do lot the fates, and I can hunt in for Tuscans. Well, at least your notes are typed <laughs> are on a tiny piece. Of uh, this is paper. this is what I do at work. <laughs> um, and um, I was because if you go on YouTube, people make compilation videos of like all the little instances yeah. of soundtracks. So now I have like seventy videos to watch. <laughs> I need something in my headphones, but um. It's a really subtle version that plays when Darth Maul appears in Solo, and I love it. It's really subtle. Mm -hmm. 
but also when um, they're having the gigantic epic battle where Palpatine and Yoda are destroying the Senate chamber, then mm -hmm. I mean, it's pretty fantastic. Yeah, so Duel of the Fates, I had it because, again, it's one of those themes that's just iconic, but a lot of people, even myself, mostly think about Phantom Menace, Darth mm -hmm. Maul fighting Qui-Gon and Kenobi. But that one in Attack of the Clones, because it starts very heroic, right? For Anakin, I gotta go find my mother. I don't care that you and 30 other guys went to find her. I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna find I'm her. I'm a Jedi, I got <laughs> this. I got this, these are good people, Padme, they protect you. I watched Attack of the Clones last week, so I'm not on, on an AOTC kick. And he gets on his speeder bike and it, I think it has the force thing when it starts, but it changes to Duel of the Face, which is not a heroic theme, that's the villains. So you know what's coming. I mean, we don't know, but it's telling us. So it's a great use. And then again, for Revenge of the Sith, like you mentioned, we think about um, Battle of the Heroes, but no, it's used there, like you said, with Yoda and the Emperor trying to finish this, this battle on. So it's it's not just The Force Awakens, um, yeah, uh, Phantom Menace, it kind of gets used throughout the whole prequels. It's okay. My Star Wars theme confession is that I couldn't, like, when everybody was talking about the Millennium Falcon theme, I had to look up what that was because it's so ingrained in Star Wars music for me. It never clicked that that is the Falcon's That's theme. The Falcon. It's like then I, I looked it up and I'm like, oh, you know that music. <laughs> One of my friends, uh, his 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 uh, pick for the Falcon theme is he thinks it was best done when Chewie's piloting on Crate, and that's a really fantastic fan yeah. hair. Yeah, but yeah that was I my my thing this morning. I'm like, what is the Millennium Falcon theme? <laughs> yeah, when he comes in and knocks those three TIE fighters, because it's mm -hmm. funny, help is here. And I remember watching Last Jedi when it came out, I always thought, oh, Luke Skywalker is going to show up in his X-Wing. Because they just showed it under the water. He's going to come up and save the day. So when those three TIE fighters get knocked down, I'm like, yeah, here's Luke in his X-Wing, and then the thing comes in, no, it's Chewie flying the Falcon, finally he gets to fly it. So yeah, it's a great use. Ah, all right, so I think we spent uh, enough, a uh, good chunk talking about Star Wars music. We can keep going because again, Star Wars music scores is so ingrained in why we love Star Wars so much. But before we leave, I wanna highlight some of our Rebel thoughts, which is when our friends out there on Twitter, either send us questions or their thoughts on the topic that we're talking about today. So let's get into this Rebel Thought. Yeah, and today we have from our friend at Gene My Stardust. Like I said, there's a lot of lot of Rogue One love today. It, she it right? me around, really. <laughs> yeah, they, oh, Rachel's here, let's do it. So, sorry, that's not it. Here we go. Uh, she writes, I know I'm late, but binary sunset playing when we see bail, it's something I hold so dear to my heart. Which I believe it's in Rogue One when Bail Organa shows up, when Jean is brought to, to this rebel meeting and they're telling her the mission and he shows up and the rebel thing comes in. I just watched it five minutes before we started because she sent me this real late, but with, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Thank you uh, for sending this. And it's right, it's right there. I didn't thought about it. And it's very subtle, like you've mentioned before, but it brings you back to the importance of Bear Organa, the importance of the rebellion. Uh, did you click with that thing when it came up? And what do you think about it? I, I don't, didn't, don't know if I realized that Binary Sunsets played there, but I'm going to have to check it out. Oh, thank you, Roberto. Um, 
but I um I can't say that I've ever noticed that that, but that's one of my favorite moments in Rogue One because it's like just this triumphant moment when Jimmy Smith just steps out of the shadows and you're like, oh yeah, but yeah. here. So it's again, I didn't. It kind of didn't click for me either. But when I saw this question, this comment came in from Jean My Stardust, and I saw her Twitter handle, I said this has to be about Rogue One. So I went back and checked it. Disney Plus on my phone, going back and forth for 10 seconds, that little 10 second thing. Did I skip it or is it whatever? So he he, came, he comes up and it's right there. The binary sunset forced him, it's there. And like, oh yes. And then of course he's gonna tell you that he has his Jedi friend and I trust her with my life. I'm a user my father in the Clone Wars. When the so it just brings everything together, which yeah, Michael Giacchino, he did a good job with Rogue One. Nah, he. He didn't just create new themes. Pretty brilliant. He, yes. He, again, we started with how underrated his score is. We'll end with how good he uses John Williams' scores in this in this new music. So thank you, Adin, my starters, for your comments. For Again, we didn't know this. Thank you. All right. So I think with that, we're going to be wrapping this up. Thank you, Rachel, for being here. Thank you for everyone in the chat. You guys were awesome, as always um rachel where can people find you uh you can find me on twitter if you'd like to hear me uh yell about rogue one a lot um <laughs> i'm at built on stardust um and you can find me on the followers of the force podcast um we release a new episode every week usually on monday and we have a um live stream most saturday nights but yeah that's yeah. where you can you can usually find me i'm yeah. usually lurking on twitter talking about stuff just randomly all right. So again, Rachel, love having you here. We'll keep doing it. I'll keep those followers. So yeah. Uh, so for me, if you're watching this, I'm pretty sure you know where to find me, but at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Also have my webpage, RadioRebellionPodcast.wordpress.com, where I do all my book reviews. Hi, Republic, man. Next week, we're going to be talking about Tempest Runner, about the great Lorna D. It's so good. I need I need John Williams to write me a Lorna D theme just oh, wow. just because I think it would be great. Yeah, I mean she deserves her own theme. Lorna, I'm talking about it with Maggie next week. Maggie love it, but Lorna D not giving a lot of it away. One of those characters, hey, she's a villain, but she, I mean her story is so. She it, has a point. Yes, has a point. Again, it's why Kevin Scott is one of the greats right now writing Star Wars books out there, but. Like I said, my webpage, you can follow my link to the link is on the bottom. You'll see all my book reviews there, some news topics. And also you can find the audio and video versions of every episode that we do. Um, I think that's it. So thank you guys for being here as always. Thank you, Rachel. Thank you to the chat. Um, great episode, Othi. Thank you. He'll be here in two weeks. We'll figure out something to talk about. And as always, stay safe, be safe, and may the force be with you. Radio Rebellion.